Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Garner. And each week we are going to call my dad, Toby Slough, and just have some normal conversations surrounding challenges that come with everyday life. And he encourages me on the daily. And so I know he's going to encourage you too. So let's call my dad. Oh, hey, B. Hey, Dad. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Have you had a good day so far? It has been a busy one so far. I've got a couple of uh, events I'm doing, and so I was out doing a little promo for it. Well, thanks for taking my call. You're the best. Oh, wait, sweet girl. It is cold <laughs> in Texas today. Is it? In Mississippi, it's like 65 and we're under storm warnings, I think, because of the change of the weather. Yeah, it's coming your way. Mm, Okay, well, I'm not sad about that. This flipping of the weather just, I don't know, drives me a little cray-cray. Yeah, you you don't do very well with change, baby. Never (laughs) have. Okay, yes. I like it to stay the same and be predictable if I can. So I've, I actually was going to tell you a funny story about uh, Micah. So those of you that don't know, I have a four-year-old Micah and he, we actually named him after my mom, Micah, little fun fact. But um, so dad refers to him as Micah Thomas because of the distinction. But anyways, um, this week he had a little party at school and he was, had a little cough. And I said, do you think, do you feel sick? Like you have a cough, you think you should stay home? And he's like, no, mom, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just allergic to the cats. And I was like, the cats, we don't have cats. What are you talking about? Where did he come up with that? I don't know. (laughs) I was like, you're allergic to the cats, the cats we don't have. So anyways, I thought that was sweet. Micah Thomas, he's a prophet, which means you should never get a cat. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess not. So anyways, (laughs) well, this week, um, we, me, so Grant and I, Grant's my husband, as you know, we've been married almost 11 years and we had a little miscommunication and (laughs) (laughs) so I kind of, that's what I wanted to talk to you about today was communication just in relationships in general. Um, but so tell us a little bit because the people don't know about you and mom, like how y'all met, how long you've been married. Um, if you have, I know there's a funny story about when y'all one of your first dates, if you want to share that, but, uh, tell us a little bit more about you and mom. Uh, we met at Abilene Christian university. We were freshmen in college. Uh, uh, yes. You, you always like me to tell the story about on our first date. I asked her to pull my finger because <laughs> my theory was get that out of the way. There's no more pressure literally <laughs> and figuratively, <laughs> but we got married after our sophomore year. Uh, she was from a ranch in central Texas I was from a little town in South Texas, and uh, we came from very different backgrounds. And didn't take very long in our relationship to see that our communication styles were much, much different. I grew up in a family that was loud, and you argued it out and debated everything, and you know, just kind of hung it all out there, and then just went on most of the time, you know. And Mikey grew up in a family that you just push another rug and hope it went away. And so I can I distinctly remember, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but we were driving from Abilene back to Brady and we were arguing about something. It was like nine months before we we're going to be married. We were engaged over a year, which is 
stupid. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we were debating something. Micah looked at me, and your mother looked at me and said, well, maybe we just shouldn't get married. And I go, what are you talking about? Well, we argue all the time. And I go, honey, we're just having healthy debate. But it showed me, you know, that like the families we came out of, what was normal for one was not normal for the other. And that my job in our relationship was not to ask her to always enter my world, but to learn how to enter hers, Mm -hmm. to see below the scenes. Um, And sometimes in the heat of a moment, isn't the best time to bring up a conversation. It's better to wait. And I've learned to write letters and notes that kind of express how I'm feeling. So it can be, and I'm the, the passionate one, you know, and she's learned that us talking about it and not just acting like it goes away. Uh, you know, we would get in this cycle of, she knew I was upset, but she didn't want to talk about it. And then I'd get upset. She didn't want to talk about it. You know, it's just, it's an endless mm-hmm. cycle. And so it took us a while. We've been married. You're trying to get me in trouble. How many years? 36, 37 years. Like yeah. I always get the math wrong, but got married in uh, 85. So you can do the math there. Yeah. And it took us a while to learn how to communicate. And, but it was well, well worth the effort because now we can be in the middle of something and we just both kind of understand each other's language and how we speak. And, and we usually not, not the absence of conflict, but it doesn't last very long at all anymore. Yeah. Knock on wood. (laughs) it's funny you said that about like knowing when to talk about things because it seems like I tend to bring up stuff before bed and that's like the worst possible timing and therefore he just is already frustrated with me because it's late so I don't know why I can't learn my lesson on that but I guess it's because we have three little kids and that's the uh, best the time when I can think clearly because nobody's yelling at me but I liked that idea of writing it down because I'm like you, I just want to like get it out and talk about it. And I am not good at waiting for the right time usually. So that's a good tip. I feel like Um, it it wells up in you. Right. And so mm -hmm. it's about what you want and about how you feel and about how you ought to be able to express yourself. That's me. Yeah. When in healthy communication, you know, you start with, not what I want, but how, but the language of the person I'm communicating with. You're going to talk yeah. to Gideon different at six than you are at Esther at two. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're, the language you're going to use is going to start with where they are. Yeah. 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 And I feel like oh, this is really helpful for any type of relationship, really, because clear communication with any anybody, your friend, your boss, you know, is helpful. How do you like what helped you guys grow in your communication? I mean, obviously time I'm sure and learning one another, but if somebody's listening, like, and this is where I'm at and I'm like, I just want to be a better communicator, but I don't know what to do or where to start because that's kind of where I can get is it feels a little bit hopeless of how to, how to make it better. Yeah. For us, for anybody, I mean, the truth is, that nobody wants to admit is it's pain that causes you to change. You know, it's, you have enough conflicts, you have enough pain, enough hurt feelings, enough, you know, think about it. 
Everybody knows our days are numbered. We don't know how many days we have. And my thing is, I don't want to waste a day. I don't want to go two days mad at mom mm-hmm. uh, until one of us says we're sorry. Then to me, it's not worth it, right? So it's pain that that causes us to want to change. And that was for us, you know, that we had to find the time outside of when we were in conflict to have healthy conversations about how we communicate with one another. And you have to sit there and listen. Yeah. Uh, this is what this makes me feel like. And she has to listen to me say, this is how that makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And what you always got to remember B is like, well, that's not what I intended is not a good <laughs> response. <laughs> Your intentions. Yeah. What does that mean? It's the guy who you know gets drunk and kills somebody and says, well, I didn't, mean to hurt anybody yeah you know it's the the intention isn't there it's not about what you intend it's about what they're hearing Mm -hmm. uh you know it's about grant's family of origin you know Mm -hmm. and how was conflict like what was some results of conflicts in, in their home which we know wasn't good and so it's easy for you to see through that lens uh and so he he you have family of origin issues that I'm sure you've gotten lots of counseling about. And uh, <laughs> he has family of origin issues. So you have to find a time when it's not critical, like you're not in the, in the heat of battle. Like, yeah. let me give you a little tip, baby girl, if you don't hear anything else today. Don't be bringing something up right before you go to bed. <laughs> I mean, like, that, that's an environment for disaster. Your mom used to want to, like, she'd pick a fight with me during – the sports on TV. I'm like, Hey dude, can we just wait until you know, the sports get over and we talk about it? Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is basically make like when you're in the heat of the moment, make like step back and say, we're going to talk about this later whenever we're both on kind of have a level head. Yeah. And again, you're me and Grant's mom. So I'm generalizing, but I would say to you that what will make you be able to do that is okay. We're going to agree on the time we're going to talk about this, mm-hmm. not yeah. just because mom would just hope it'd go away. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about this tomorrow. But then tomorrow never came, and yeah. it just made it worse. So agree on the time you're going to talk about it, mm-hmm. and uh, have that conversation. It, how did you guys? Because you talked about just coming from a different family origin and. And obviously, I mean, we've been married 11 years and so we're, and we're still kind of figuring it out, figuring out like what, you know, you and I would, (laughs) as a teenager, you and I would stay up arguing till like, you know, two in the morning. Right. And so we hashed it out. Um, And I learned quickly, that's not necessarily how he did things. I I remember when we were first married, we got in an argument and he basically said, I'm not going to talk to you right now. And he flipped over and went to bed. And I was like, no, no, no. But we talk about this now until, until it's figured out. He was like, no, I'm not talking to you. And I was like, he hates me. The world's over. You know, I mean, we were just married. And so we've come a long way since then, but I still feel like it takes time to really understand and change some of the um, habits, I guess, that you had or that you didn't even know were you were forming growing up. Um, and so like, did did you guys do any counseling or how sometimes I think it's really hard for me and him. And I think any relationship to see the other people's lens, you know, and when we try to explain it to each other, we just aren't seeing it because 
we have never lived in the separate place. You know what I mean? And so I don't know, I get stuck and I want to, I obviously don't want to, I want to do what you said, where every day remember that the fight isn't, you know, it's like not worth it. And I, all that kind of stuff and to, to make sure I say sorry and we get through it. But I also want to do better and grow in my communication and understanding each other and where we came from. And so obviously, like you said, having those conversations when we're not in the heat of the moment, but I, I, I still feel like I get frustrated because either I'm misunderstood or he feels misunderstood and I'm not, and it feels like a little bit. So I don't know if you have any other suggestions for that, like how to really hash out, okay, this is what we went through as kids, you know, maybe, I don't know. Well, remember back when your mom and I were at your stage of life, mm-hmm. like there weren't counselors, that wasn't a paradigm, right? Yeah. So we went to like marriage conferences. That's mm-hmm. where we would go. And uh, you'd be at these marriage conferences where you're learning, you know, uh, different ways that people respond based on their family of origin issues. You're learning, you're discovering what your love language is, what his is. Mm-hmm. And in the context of that, you begin to have those conversations. They still have marriage conferences. I know here in the Metroplex, uh, mm-hmm. saw a bunch of people posting about one last weekend. Uh, but yeah, I would say, especially if you can get some pastoral counseling, a perfect, like a perfect way to do it would be to find a book, right? That you both could read together and then process using uh, a pastoral counselor or even a licensed professional. If you want to, I mean, what better investment could you make be into your life? It's not like, this is a learned skill. It's not either you have it or you don't. And I sure hope again, because some of these people might not know me, you know this, but it's like, I have not arrived. Your mother has not arrived. We still have to work on it. Uh, We don't have to work on it as much as you do because we've had more practice than you have. Mm -hmm. I had a guy tell me one time, I just wish I could cook brisket. What's the secret of cooking brisket like you cook it? And I said, well, you have to burn about 50. You know, you have to burn briskets before a while before you learn how to cook one. And that's kind of what it's like when you're married, especially as you're learning is it's a learned skill over time that if you give yourself to the process and say, Hey Grant, I want this to be better and believe he wants it to be better. Even when it's not bad. I mean, in that moment, of, yeah, you know, and let could we commit to something like this together? Well, both of you want that. It's not going to go away is what I'm saying. What would you say to somebody who, is listening and maybe thinks is I can already wait, hear wait, wait, like, wait, wait, people are listening to us. I thought we were just having a chat. <laughs> okay, okay. But maybe they're saying, well, counseling is so expensive or my spouse won't. It feels like it is a very vulnerable, vulnerable thing to do. Mm-hmm. So my spouse doesn't feel comfortable with it. And maybe two people aren't on board with some aspect of it. Where would you say someone should start then? With himself. You got to work your side of the street, baby girl. How many times you heard me say that? Yeah, a lot. I should get that added to my tattoo arm. Yeah, I think you should. You and your brother can go get one again together. But the thing is, man, there's nothing more sanctifying on the planet than being married. 
because mm-hmm. it can't always be about you. And sometimes it's a season of you got to work on you and you got to trust that God's going to work on your mate. Mm-hmm. And I, the very first counselor I ever knew was when we lived in Oklahoma City. And when people would come to see him, he's one of the wisest guys I've ever known. And he would say this, what are you going to do if nothing changes? Mm. Which I thought was one of the strongest statements ever. It's like, I don't want to yeah. go to counselor. It doesn't change anything. No, this isn't about, it's about changing you. Mm-hmm. And you, you've got to determine how can I become better even if my mate doesn't want to become better. And you got to trust God in the process. Yeah. No, that's good. That's some good wisdom. So since we're talking about relationships, what do you have like one of your best memories with mom or like a turning point kind of, obviously y'all have been married a long time. Mm -hmm. And so that you've had a lot of turning points or, you know, learning experiences, but can you think of one? I know I kind of put you on the spot, but you have a good memory. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give give you the best and I'll give you the worst. How's that? Okay. That sounds good. Which one you want first? Um, the worst first. I knew you would. <laughs> so the worst was your. We were living. Uh, we'd moved out to a lake north of uh, here, the Metroplex, a little place called Moss Lake, and we were living in a little. We owned it was. It, we'd started as our second home, but we ended up living there while we were waiting for our next home to be done. You know how we roll on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't very much space at all. There wasn't really a place to get away. And we had a conflict one day that I can't ever remember being that angry at your mom. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. Like we both forgave each other, but then there was something else that would come and something else that would come. And we sat there when that tears run down our face, really saying, wait, we've been married almost 30 years. How can this be this hard? Mm-hmm. And we talked about it the other day. Neither one of us thought, well, we'll we won't be married anymore. But what we thought was we, you know, our, my greatest fear has never been to not be married. My greatest fear is two strangers passing in the night. Yeah. And the Lord used that season to remind me that you better be humble, man, because mm-hmm. You know, I had said a few times, well, you know, that we have struggles, but our marriage is not one of them. And God's like, oh, really? You don't need me in this either? Mm-hmm. That was the worst, the worst season. Uh, but I think one of my favorite memories is that fast forward a few years and we were in, had gone on a little trip together and we were at this place that was an all-inclusive place up in the mountains and you were very still. It wasn't built with activity. Oh yeah. You were sending us pictures to make us jealous. Yeah. It's like, that's what I do. Yeah. But I mean, you were getting pictures when the Wi-Fi worked, which wasn't very often. It was just (laughs) true. like, it is well with my soul kind of deep breath place. And so we had time to reflect a lot and we, talked about a lot of things. And one of the things in that moment was we talked about how becoming best friends, if you'd asked us when we were your age, are you best friends with them? Oh, sure. But like, we really are best friends. And 
we just got teary-eyed about how good God had been to us Mm -hmm. and how faithful he had been to us because we talked about all the hard times, but how in this moment, in this place, we could drive a stake in the ground and say, man, we got an unbelievable family. We have grandkids and there's nobody on the planet. I'd rather be within your mom, like Mm -hmm. to hang out. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody she'd rather be with, with than me most of the time, I think. <laughs> and we just realized, man, like when the Bible says, uh, don't grow weary in doing good for you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. That not that it's perfect, but we're in a harvest season. And I know how hard it was. I know how stupid I was. I know mm-hmm. how mean your mom could be when out acting out of her hurt mm-hmm. and it's all the grace of God right mm-hmm. you, just, you just keep going you just keep plugging away you just keep walking uphill you do hard work you never declare victory you are vigilant and what happens is you get to a place and what you promised in that little church in Argyle Texas baby was two people become one flesh Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen overnight. It's one mm-hmm. step after another. Yeah. It's good to hear those things, the good and the bad, because it's so easy in our world today that's so social media driven to see the everybody's highlights, you know, and oh, mm-hmm. well, they're like in a perfect marriage or they never fight because who wants to put a fight on their social media? <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's easy to just compare. And so you know, people can look, who know you can look at y'all's marriage and think it it's really good and perfect. And it is good, but there's been struggles. And I know you guys have blessed Grant and I, Grant and I in sharing the real parts, you know, and encouraging us and, and telling us, oh, well, we went through this too when we were your age, you know, and stuff like that. So we're grateful to have you guys, but I do encourage anybody that doesn't have that, you know, as their example to f- to really ask the Lord to reveal some people that are older than them that have been through things, you know, in life and have come out the other side, still loving one another and clinging to the Lord, like ask the Lord to bring you those people and then go first and asking them to mentor you. Cause we're grateful. We're lucky that y'all are kind of like our mentors and you're also <laughs> my parents, but um, it doesn't mean like if you don't have, if, if people aren't blessed with the type of parents that I am, you still have that in other people, whether it's your church family or small group or whatever. So um, I think that that's something that I I know I've been blessed with and I hope that other people can, can be blessed with the same. So thanks for always sharing your wisdom. Oh, thank you, baby. I love you. <laughs> I know big things are ahead for you guys long after I'm with Jesus. I'll be looking down and you and Grant will be someplace going, God, I cannot believe how good this is because you, you worked at it. And uh, that's that's my heart for people, you know. Yeah. My one thing for this day, <clears throat> like I believe yeah. somebody with was. Yeah. But it's it's worth the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth taking a deep breath and, and I'm going to, I'm going to work my side of the street. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going here. I'm not just not going to quit, like quit the marriage. I'm not going to quit. 
just resign myself. This is how it's going to be for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to work on me and believe God's going to do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm finishing up a well, my last little teaching at Cross Timbers, I'm talking about Ted Lasso, you know, mm-hmm. calling it Ted Talks. And this week is, you know, it may not, it's it's my favorite saying of his, which I believe in hope. I believe in believing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm a journey guy. Just don't stop believing, man. Just keep <laughs> walking. Something good's going to happen. Yeah, that's good. Well, thank you for talking to me today and for encouraging me and anybody else that's listening to. I appreciate it. So I look I'm forward sorry, to chatting next week. I'm sorry y'all can't see it. Oh, you guys, we're not doing video yet because my daughter looks so pretty today. Look at her. She's You're so sweet. pretty. You look like your mama today. Oh, thanks. Well, I'll remember that when next week when I've just worked out. And you tell, you ask me how if I can grease my tires with my hair. Well, and you smell bad. That's the other thing is, you know, you work out and don't bathe and you're smelling bad. I mean, I'm your dad. I got to tell the truth. Hey, baby, I love you, but you might need to go take a shower or something. Well, I'm just going to soak in the compliments. So thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll talk next week. Same time. Love you so much. Love you. Love you. Okay, y'all, so for sure I won't be bringing things up before bed anymore. (laughs) And also one of the things I took away from today's episode was writing things down and setting a time to talk about um, hard conversations that's good for both parties involved. Um, That was really good for me to hear. And I hope that you walked away or you will walk away with something tangible that you can do to improve your communication in your relationships and that you just honestly understood that you're not alone. Um, I just know that sometimes I can think that I'm the only one struggling with certain things and that's definitely not true. That's definitely um, a lie. And so I just hope that you know that you aren't the only one and that no relationship is perfect and um, that it's worth it to keep fighting and to keep growing and really to lean into the Lord when it comes to growing um, as a person and with your significant other or friendship or whatever relationship you're in. So anyways, thank you again for listening. Make sure you check out our show notes so that you can see all the important links that we are sharing each week. And if you don't know where to find those, you can always Google the platform you're listening on, like um, Spotify show notes, and and you will find it easily. And you don't want to miss out on the free resources that we have to give you guys each week. Thank you again for listening. Please share with a friend if you feel like you've been encouraged. And it means a lot to us that you guys are consistently coming back. And if you ever have anything that you um, would like for us to chat about or something that comes up in in your life, feel free to message us on our social media platforms. And we would love to have a conversation about that. So y'all have a great day and we'll see you next week.